It's Loom Group's Andrea Lay. Think Blue Shree. I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom. Melissa Burdick is away this week. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of June 3rd, Shop Talk Europe Week, and it's time for the Fresh Four. For curated news stories from the past week, we find them inquisitively intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Andrea, lead us off, would you? Hello, Fresh Four listeners. Grubhub offers its network of U.S. restaurants directly on Amazon.com and in the Amazon Shopping app. Amazon customers in the U.S. can now order from hundreds of thousands of restaurants in all 50 states with Grubhub directly on Amazon.com and in the Amazon Shopping app. Additionally, as long as a customer remains a Prime member, they can enjoy a free ongoing Grubhub Plus membership worth $120 a year without automatically renewing into a paid membership. Thanks, Andrea. Dollar General Media Network, the retailer's media arm, has partnered with commerce media company Critio to help develop its on-site sponsored ad offerings. The deal will provide brands with access to premium inventory through Critio's self-service DSP, Commerce Max, and DGMN's private inventory via Critio's retailer monetization platform. Commerce Yield, Dollar General, can onboard first-party data in-store sales data and shopper signals to the DSP, helping brands and agencies better reach its base of rural shoppers, the retailer's differentiation in the rapidly growing retail media space. Walmart launches immersive digital shopping experience. Joining other retailers in the virtual store trend, Walmart last week debuted its immersive shopper platform, dubbed Walmart Realm, according to a Wednesday LinkedIn post by Chief Marketing Officer, William White, the immersive shopping experience, lets consumers brown virtual environments and purchase products within them. The virtual store features three digital environments curated by online creators MyFami, Nava Rose, Mackenzie, and Malia. The three sections called The Alternative, Go Chromatic, and So Jelly are Western metallic and sea-themed environments where shoppers can buy home fashion and beauty products. Walmart Realm also includes gamification elements where users can interact with products and have access to giveaways. The retailer partnered with Imperia to develop the digital store. Shree, close it out, would you? All right. Heinz Pickle Ketchup gets digital-heavy campaign for U.S. rollout. Heinz is supporting the U.S. rollout of its new pickle ketchup with multifaceted marketing campaigns, asserting consumers already have an idea what the product tastes like for details. The campaign uses the headline, you can already taste it, alongside visuals of pickles and ketchup on a burger to suggest the idea of a pickle-flavored ketchup isn't as outrageous as it may seem to many of you. The media strategy includes digital video, out of home ads in New York City and Chicago, creative content across TikTok and Instagram and paid social. Street interview-style videos depict New Yorkers describing their generally positive thoughts about the product even before they have tried it. Thanks, Shree. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now, on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. 
Welcome again to the CPG Guys podcast. I'm PVSB, half of the dream team known as the CPG Guys. I'm also the Senior Vice President of Commercial Strategy and Field Sales at Fetch Rewards, the mobile consumer engagement platform. I'm particularly intrigued by loyalty and the applications of first-party consumption data in the CPG retail industry. My co-host, he's an expert in omni-channel commerce. He's fascinated particularly by retail media. That'll be helpful today. And digital marketing, please welcome the Sultan of SWAT himself, the man known as Shri. Shri, how you doing? What's going on out in California? A little bit warmer than where I am out in Connecticut, I got a bet. I think one little known fact about California is even in Los Angeles, Southwest California, when the sun sets, the temperature drops into the low 40s, late 30s. I know, not as bad as it is with the Northeast in New York today expecting a historic storm, but just I don't want to make people feel bad. We need sweaters and jackets here. They just happen to have no layers inside. Thank God you have that really nice, warm CPG Guys varsity jacket that, that I arranged for you a couple of weeks ago. That'll keep you toasty warm in the, in the cold, brutal Southern California winter. Anyhow... Uh, thanks for joining me, as always, on this adventure, Shreya. Before we get to our guest, I want to remind our audience that all of our content, you can find it by just visiting cpgguys.com. The website is organized so that you can query episodes by topics like retail media, loyalty, digital shelf, and all sorts of UGC, all sorts of other content. It's all there. Uh, please avail yourself of it. We've got a lot of rich content. And if you aren't already following us on LinkedIn, uh, please do just open up the app or go to LinkedIn site on your browser and enter CPG Guys in the search box. When you get to our page, just click follow. You'll be able to join what is now 18,000 plus followers of our content. And while you're there, you'll get to see all the tremendous content we produce, including weekly video segments like the Retail Media Minute with Mindshare's Jeff Mahmoud, CPG Bytes with Sean Halter, and the Gildenberg Omni Comment with our good friend Brian Gildenberg. Also, check us out on other social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And of course, Shree, you know we're TikTok stars now? Did you know that? We are. Seriously, it's crazy. Uh, we've got a great series called Knowledge Drops where we have industry luminaries share some very insightful pieces of information that will educate you in a fun way about what's going on in our industry. Uh, remember to check out our sister podcasts, the FMCG Guys podcast hosted by our friends Daniel Nefrain over in the EU and CPG Scoop hosted by Jennifer and Risa. You can find links to both of those through the navigation bar at cpgguys.com. And of course, Shri and I are really proud to partner with Next Up, formerly known as Network of Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business and promote the cause of gender equality and career development. And of course, Shri and I have talked about this in prior episodes, particularly during Women's Month, which was November that in 2023, we'll actually be supporter-level sponsors of Next Up, and we're allocating our memberships to female leaders and entrepreneurs in the CPG retail industry who will benefit from Next Up's resources and networking. Please visit nextupisnow.org slash guys to learn more about this great group, and we'd like to hear from you if you think that you can benefit from the memberships that we have to allocate. So that's really exciting. Okay, so Shri, let's get on to um, today's episode. It focuses on our favorite topic, yours and mine. Now we're not talking about baseball. We're we're in the off season. Like we're gonna we're gonna try and keep that on the side until pitchers and catchers report in February. 
No, we're talking about retail media. It really is the hottest area of digital commerce. You know, according to Group M, retail media in 2022 is a hundred billion dollar industry. Over 30 of the episodes on this podcast have addressed retail media directly. And today we're exploring retail media as it relates to the adult beverage categories. Back in 2020, we welcomed my friend and former colleague, Kathy Lewenberg, who is the COO at Drizzly. She was on the podcast. As you probably know, Drizzly is a leading beverage alcohol e-commerce marketplace, a wholly owned subsidiary of Uber, which was acquired in 2021 and continues to operate independently. Drizzly has been offering brands display ad capability for some time, but is now dramatically expanding their offerings. Today, we are speaking with a leader at Drizzly who joined the team in 2021. He's the Senior Vice President of Drizzly Ads and Partnerships. Prior to joining Drizzly, he led partnership activities at NBC Universal and at Amazon, in addition to several other career stops. Joining us today to share the full suite of advertising products available to brands through Drizzly Ads is Amit Patel. Amit, welcome to the CPG Guys podcast. How are you, man? Doing great. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast today. It's a pleasure meeting both Peter Yu and Shri. You're going to share a little bit more about what we're doing here at Drizzly. Well, we are really excited to hear about all the changes and how you're helping brands connect with all of the consumers that are making purchases through your marketplace. Hey, before we get to the questions Shri and I have prepared, would you please provide our audience a brief overview of Drizzly and what your role in this organization involves? Of course. Yeah, happy to do so. So Drizzly is actually among one of the leaders in alcoholic e-commerce in North America. We actually operate across 35 states. We're in 2,000 cities and towns in North America. And we actually have integrations with thousands of local retail partners, which enables us to provide our consumers with the widest selection of beer, wine, and spirits available on demand in less than 60 minutes across both our mobile app experience and our website. So we've seen such tremendous growth. Obviously, the pandemic's played a significant role there. Uh, in my role, I'm the senior vice president overseeing two departments at the business. I overlook our Drizzly Ads platform, uh, which is our advertising solutions that we make available to our BevAlk partners and really help them craft their uh, omni-channel marketing and merchandising strategy, both on and off Drizzly. Uh, I also oversee Drizzly for Business, which focuses much more closely around the role Drizzly plays in a corporate setting, managing a team that really provides solutions for in-office happy hours, virtual happy hours, client gifting, employee appreciation, and much more. Um, I've been with the company for a little over a year and a half now, and a large part of my focus has been just really laying a stronger foundation and a position the businesses that I've mentioned for growth. So this has meant a lot more investment in our talent, really driving new ways to create value back to our customers, as well as our ad partners through ongoing product innovation and really building out our longer term approach and strategy to scale business uh, over the next few years. Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to put links to your LinkedIn profile and the Drizzly ads B2B microsite from the core Drizzly website in the digital liner notes of this podcast episode. So if you're listening to this, you don't have to write it all down. Just open up your, your podcast app you're listening to right now. Just go to the digital liner notes and click on the hyperlinks. That's the easiest way to find uh, more about Amit and, of course, about Drizzly ads. So let's get to the questions. Shri and I are really excited to hear about what's going on. Uh, before we get to that, I, I made reference in my introduction of your background. Would sure love to hear 
a little bit more about your career, focusing on what you would have considered to be important experiences and really establishing partnerships with brands that led you to where you are today with Drizzly. Yeah, no, I've been I've been very very fortunate and lucky uh, to really have held several leadership roles across major entertainment and e-commerce companies. Not to age myself, but over the last twenty plus years, so I've been doing this for quite some time. Um, and just the concept of partnerships and and finding ways to kind of align with brands. Really, the the whole opportunity there is how do you kind of get to those one plus one equal three outcomes where you can take the products and services you manage, you could work with these brands who have tremendous consumer reach and together be able to provide added value to those consumers. So I've been able to do that. Most recently, I'll kind of talk about my experience at uh, NBC Universal. So I was mostly in media and entertainment for the majority of my career. I was the fourth hire on the Peacock team for the growth team, uh, where I basically stood up not only a partnerships team from the ground up, but really helped lead and champion our distribution and brand partnerships for the streaming service. This allowed us to really drive accelerated growth and adoption of the platform, it allowed us to drive significant earned media through our brand integrations with many of our partners and entailed um, really discussing and negotiating opportunities with partners that allowed us to scale reach with consumers. So working with innovative tech partners like Google and Xbox, Apple and Roku to help us get distribution of our app and services at scale, but then finding ways to kind of create bundled opportunities um, that drive value back to their consumers specifically. We also led a lot of our brand partnerships to so working with partners, which you're probably familiar with, like American Express, to find ways to reach other consumers as well. Uh, prior to NBC Universal and Peacock, I was actually at Amazon out in Seattle, uh, where I helped lead product and partnerships for Amazon Prime worldwide. As you can imagine, driving growth in the US uh, faces unique and different challenges in terms of trying to reach a new audience, given how saturated Prime is, versus launching a new marketplace like in Australia and driving growth where our brand equity was not as significantly well known. And so partnerships played a critical role there for not only allowing us to reach consumers that we couldn't reach to the marketplace here in the US by partnering with uh, mobile telco providers like Metro PCS as an example. Uh, this allowed us to provide prime membership to a lower income base who previously weren't able to take advantage of that just through kind of our standard marketplace offering. And then in markets like Australia, partnering with larger providers allowed us to accelerate growth in consumer demand and awareness for, for Prime as we started rolling out there. Congratulations on a career of success here in this industry, advertising, Amit, and welcome to the CPG guys. So 20-year um, career, I know you don't want to date yourself, but you kind of come from the advertising industry and partnerships in general, which is great, I think, for Drizzly. But the one thing that rises to top of Peter in my mind is this is the business of alcohol at the end of the day. And uh, the pandemic must have really changed the consumer attitude. You know, I would say legislation, regulation, whatever it is. And yeah. how has it disrupted the ad, traditional advertising model for alcohol brands and then for new brands that have popped up all over the place during the pandemic? Sure, that's a great question. Um, the pandemic itself has created a fundamental shift in both consumption behavior and occasions in which consumers were coming together. Uh, On-premise, like restaurants, bars, were really impacted significantly with the majority of the establishments closing down during quarantine. So what we saw was consumers were spending a significant amount of time at home, and the importance of the online channel for purchasing and home delivery for alcohol became even more important. 
Um, the biggest barrier for Drizzly pre-pandemic was really just driving customer awareness that alcohol delivery is legal and actually a viable option in many states. And what we saw with the pandemic is it really shone a spotlight on the value that Drizzly provides to the end consumers. Our sales jumped 700% year over year from 2019 to 2020. The team was incredibly busy during the pandemic. Um, and our average order value on the platform itself grew by more than 50%. Our marketplace was a great way to help essentially digitize our retail partners' shelves and provide them a new channel for driving sales. Um, what we've been able to do is provide better merchandising options on our marketplace, along with marketing and product features. We're not only able to help drive discovery of their products, but also help create awareness and consideration all the way through the full purchase funnel for Drizzly. Um, and so that's on the retailer side. On the alcohol supplier side, this also showed the importance that digital e-commerce would have as a channel for growth during the pandemic. And they recognized that the importance of diversifying their marketing mix to take advantage of e-premise has continued to grow for their product portfolio. So what we're seeing is not only have our partners made massive investments to stand up digital e-com teams within their own organizations, we've actually seen more brand dollars shift to performance media, allowing our partners to run full funnel uh, marketing campaigns that drive awareness, consideration, all the way down towards purchase intent and conversion. And so that's been very much true for some of the tier one partners where they've had the opportunity to make significant investments. And while most of our partners have traditionally taken advantage of digital e-com channel for growth, we also know it provides a platform that helps give emerging brands a voice as well. Uh, so I'd be remiss not to share that this year, we actually rolled out a major initiative at Drizzly called Sip With Purpose. It's a new program that we've put together that's dedicated to supporting and driving growth of brands owned by members of historically underrepresented groups in the beverage and alcohol industry. So I do want to take a minute just to kind of talk a little bit about what this initiative is. Um, it includes a $4 million media commitment from Drizzly to help raise awareness and support these brands, as well as um, opportunities to participate in the Drizzly Brand Accelerator Program, which provides new ways for consumers to shop, both AAPI brands, uh, Black-owned brands, Hispanic, Latinx, LGBTQIA, Native American, and women-owned brands all on our platform. And participants of this accelerated program actually receive free advertising uh, across Drizzly's platform, mobile and web, as well as access to Drizzly's uh, sales and insights product to leverage those insights to help inform data-driven decision-making, um, as well as critical access to training uh, and many, many other benefits for the program. So we're really excited to be able to bring this forward to help support um, uh, kind of more emerging and mid-tier brands as well. Thank you for that, Amit. Uh, Shri and I could not be happier to hear Drizzly's commitment to DEI through its supplier access. So that is a phenomenal commitment. Uh, I'd also say to our audience, if you want to learn more about the nature of the intricacies of how the marketplace operates relative to uh, tied house laws and such. I'll refer you back to the episode we recorded with Kathy. She's pretty detailed in that. We'll have a hyperlink in the uh, liner notes of this episode. So uh, we, we don't have to go through that in great detail, but it is very fascinating when you understand the implications for this industry and how Drizzly has built a really ingenious way of operating in a marketplace without violating um, any state tied house laws. So let's get to the heart of why we, we have you here, Amit. 
would love to learn about how Drizzly has uh, evolved its ad products to meet the growing demand of beverage alcohol suppliers that are looking to advertise and reach all of your consumers. Sure. Yeah. It's been a labor of love and, and quite a journey in Drizzly's uh, history. Uh, we first started off as what essentially were opportunities for our partners to merchandise across Drizzly and now has evolved into a full-blown uh, ads platform that helps connect our advertisers to one of the largest BevAlk audiences available in North America. Um, we started kind of experimenting and, and rolling out kind of merchandising opportunities in 2015 through display ads across our website and our own channels. Uh, what we've seen is that gained traction really, really quickly among the partners we were working with. However, the biggest challenge for us was the technology that was supporting it wasn't really there. The inventory was managed very manually. We had to engage engineering to stand up placements. Um, and so this limited our ability to really scale beyond just a handful of partners to start. But it actually served as a great early indicator for us to know that there was uh, a need to be able to help merchandise and market um, our suppliers, partners, products and portfolios through our, our platform that wasn't actually being met in the market. So I would say over the last seven years or so, what we've done at Drizzly is we've made major investments that have culminated into the launch of what we call Drizzly Ads. We've worked closely with our marketing and product and our technology teams to expand our inventory across our own channels. We've launched new on-site ad placements that our partners can take advantage of, including uh, things that you would commonly see in retail media networks, including search, sponsored product listings, shelves, premium brand pages, category banners, and many, many more to come over the next uh, year. And we've also introduced custom ad solutions that range from things like homepage takeovers to experiential opportunities that meet the consumers where they are. So we're really excited about being able to bring all these bespoke pieces all together as part of an overall ad solutions and capability set. Um, we also recognize that a lot of suppliers that we work with want to manage their own budgets directly, and they don't want to have to go through a team. So they may actually manage it with in-house media or even through their agency. So we've actually integrated now an ad server that allows businesses of all sizes to really come onto the platform on a self-service basis and be able to buy ads directly under his lead today. So that rolled out over a year ago uh, and continues to grow in popularity among some of the ad partners that we work with. And really the next milestone for our business is we want to continue to scale our ad solutions and really work with our partners to build more holistic omni-channel uh, approaches to how they set up their campaigns from upper funnel awareness all the way down to conversion. Amit, speaking of omnichannel and holistic solutions, that most likely means or involves knowing consumer habits above and beyond what just happens in their alcohol consumption, perhaps holistic 360 of beverages and snacks and things of that nature. So one of the things I think it'll be really great for our audience as well as Peter and I to understand is when brands actually work with you, congratulations on the flexibility of self-service and using the in-house agency that you guys have or brands using their own agency. That's pretty cool. But when brands work with you, take us through how it's not a violation of the tight house restrictions. Yeah. Um, as you know, BevAlk is heavily regulated. And so we, you know, as Drizzly have been uh, working endlessly to ensure that we're embracing regulation. And so over the past decade, what I would say is we've proven that both innovation and regulation are actually very much compatible within this space. Um, Drizzly has been a very singular focus on BevAlk specifically. So we understand a lot of the intricacies around the regulation. 
And it's a lot of our thought leadership within the space and knowledge of the regulatory landscape, honestly, combined with our geographic coverage across the 35 states I mentioned earlier and our, our reach across 5,000 retail partners, that has allowed us to build a marketplace that will allow all alcohol brands of all sizes to really connect with the largest Bellbock audiences nationwide. So at a high level, I think it's important just to kind of talk a little bit of how we work, right? So Drizzly partners with retailers across the country. We help digitize and bring their inventory online through digital shelves in the marketplace. So it's their products. Consumers are then able to shop the widest selection of beer and wine and spirits, both through web and app. And then our retailer partners deliver those products directly to customers doors with convenient delivery options that we provide and make available to them. So we're essentially a hub that connects all these other pieces that make up uh, essentially the Bedlock regulatory tiers, if you will, or the three tiers. Um, now we do know e-commerce can turn the three tiers upside down a bit. The way Drizzly thinks about the opportunity is really how do we use our software to digitize every physical shelf and make it accessible to those that are of lingual drinking age and then bring those brands just close enough to the consumer and their purchase intent. Um, we do embrace the three-tier system and is a proof that it's a time-tested system of alcohol regulation that can work well in e-commerce as much as it does within the brick-and-mortar space. So it's something we've been heavily, heavily focused on. I think it's this understanding along with, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with ABC laws or alcohol beverage control laws, that has allowed us to build Drizzly so that both retailers and suppliers can engage in e-commerce with confidence and compliance. We know it's really, really important that we're meeting LDA standards as well, too. So Drizzly Ads, and based on how our item-led uh, marketplace is structured, does allow us to provide full funnel advertising options to alcohol suppliers of any size uh, and really allow them to run brand and performance media on and off-site. Um, our extensive product suite is designed to support a mix of campaigns, budgets, as well as uh, be able to help support the delivery of those goals. And I could, I could talk about that in a bit. Um, suppliers of all sizes could actually go ads.drizzly.com. They can onboard their brands, they can claim their brands, and then they can actually sign up to become an advertiser on the platform in itself, all via self-serve. Today, we're speaking with Amit Patel, Senior Vice President of Drizzly Ads and Partnerships. That's great. So, Amit, let's get down to the, uh, the full education of the offerings you have. Would you please walk our audience through all of the on-site display offerings for brands working with Drizzly ads. And uh, as a side, I'd love to understand, are you even getting to the point where you're doing non-endemic advertising uh, for brands that may not be selling through your platform, but are interested in reaching your consumers? Yeah, no, the, the non-endemic piece does come up pretty often. But to kind of talk a little bit about our on-site advertising, what we recognize is storytelling and getting that right message to that consumer at the right time in their buying decision and making that process to engage with the brand is super critical. Um, and whether that's upper funnel tactics that really drive kind of that brand and awareness and education all the way down to lower funnel tactics that are closer to purchase intent. And so we're excited at Drizzly from our ad products to be able to provide solutions that hit all steps of the consumer buying journey. Uh, either through, as I mentioned, our programmatic self-service options or directly working with our account management and sales team around direct buys. So as an advertiser, uh, to touch a little bit more on uh, what we have, we have a set of capabilities that allow our ad partners to reach the highest intent shoppers with on-site advertising that's really tailored to meet not only their target audience, geographic distribution, and their budget. 
So from an upper funnel perspective, we offer display banners, uh, which are a great way to drive awareness and discovery with placements across the homepage and category pages, whether it's beer, wine, and spirits. We also want to help influence shoppers as close to the point of sale as possible and help drive conversion on the platform through lower funnel tactics. So again, very common in retail media network. We offer both sponsored product listings and sponsored shelves to enable brands to feature specific products or their entire uh, product portfolio within a shelf that they can own outright. And then another great way to also highlight and differentiate your products within a particular retail shelf is through badging. So we do provide opportunities for our uh, ad partners to get badging that allows them to have a featured icon. Um, and as we get into holiday season, we're excited to also roll out grapefruit gifting as another way to kind of help separate your products and really lean into that gifting use case for alcohol suppliers that are uh, seeing gifting as a main use case for the product portfolios that they offer. Thank you so much, Amit. I think it's great that the gifting platform actually exists, especially as at the time of this recording, we were approaching the holiday season for 2022. So I understand the on-site capabilities and the off-site capabilities, almost like a DSP, uh, but I'd love to learn, get one level deeper. So let's talk about programmatic options social media activation possibilities. And then right up top, you mentioned Roku. So what are the connected TV opportunities? Sure. Yeah. So right now, um, from a DSP perspective, we're not necessarily opened up to an exchange. Uh, what we recognize is more and more of our suppliers are wanting to build more holistic campaigns that help connect their offsite spend to the campaigns that they're running on Drizzly. So our team does work closely with suppliers, in-house media teams, as well as their agencies to help inform and guide their media strategy, as well as provide marketing toolkits that allow them to optimize their campaigns really end-to-end -end across any channels that they're running paid media through. Uh, and this can range anything from social partners. So we do work closely with Meta as an example on their collab ads platform, uh, and we're able to work with our uh, ad partners to help inform targeting linking strategies, deep linking strategies back to our experience, and then be able to provide end-to-end -end reporting. Um, so from a social perspective, we definitely work very closely with Meta. That tends to be a pretty popular channel today. Um, and we're going to continue to support our partners as they end up determining what best channels are best to market their products through their own paid media. Um, from a CTV perspective, right now, our, our capability set is continuing to grow there. Uh, we have worked with a few of our alcohol suppliers to find ways to help bridge, you know, a very much above the line or brand and awareness tactic like CTV ads to then become a little bit more performant. So we have ways to integrate, believe it or not, QR codes, which was a very popular product that's come back since the pandemic. And so we, you know, are able to integrate QR codes within their creative, again, driving reporting and tracking all the way back through conversion on our platform as well, too. Um, and so in addition to some of the things that we're doing offsite through some of the DSP partners and some of our publisher partners, we also do layer in things like audience extensions to help drive greater efficiency and reach through offsite marketing. And we also provide robust measuring and return for those solutions, which allows us to ultimately drive conversion on Drizzly. Um, we also offer custom ad solutions. So based on the goals of our ad partners, we want to be flexible enough to help them achieve the goals that they're set out to do. So we work closely with them to not only ideate, but also help drive excitement and education around new product innovations that they might be rolling out. So a new innovation that we rolled out as an ad product uh, a few years back was you know, our ability to do custom animated homepage and category page takeovers on our platform. 
We also work with several partners that have enabled us to continue to evolve and scale that. So we've worked with partners like Diageo and Bacardi, Bud Light, Moet Hennessy, just to name a few. And then given our reach among high intent shoppers, not necessarily on Drizzly, but through our own channels, uh, we're able to tap into um, and extend and amplify campaigns through our paid media reach. So we'll do co-branding integrations in our own paid media. Uh, we have a newsletter where we'll often present uh, opportunities to get brand integrations within the newsletter itself, or even work with them to create dedicated CRM campaigns, social sweepstakes, and even experiential opportunities, uh, which we're, we're excited to continue to roll out. You know, one of the greatest things I think Drizzly produces is your BevAlk Insights blog. I've never seen anyone produce that kind of content in the industry. And the fact that you make it available, particularly to the independent retailers that are part of your your network of retailers, is phenomenal. And it's so insightful. And that, that gets me thinking about what you referred to in your answer to Shree's last question. You made reference to measurement. Increasingly, to get brands to shift their uh, marketing dollars into retail media platforms, measurement's going to be a, a critical capability because they want to know that they're getting returns on what they're investing against. So can you double-click down and give us a little more understanding of what types of performance measurement comes along with executing these kinds of on-site campaigns that are being run through Drizzly Ads? Yeah, measurement is probably the number one topic that comes up in a lot of our quarterly business reviews with our ad partners, our monthly business reviews, um, really at every turning point where you know a campaign ends and, and we're pulling some wrap reports together, uh, measurement is top of mind. And it's it's fascinating. You know, I think some of this is a bit of an education as we work with some of our partners to understand how they can optimize against their goals. And so many of them will still treat it like brand campaigns, uh, where it's about, you know, mostly reach. Others are very laser focused on incrementality and return on investment and how do we continue to optimize return on overall ad spend. So this has been something that is not only top of mind, but an area that we actively are working on and here will continue to evolve. So as it stands today, you know, we do offer from Drizzly Ads perspective, really robust measurement capabilities with the placements we do make available both on and off platform. Um, to go back to kind of the off-platform discussion we had, um, we do have a partnership with the Trade Desk today, where we actually launched their audience measurement product uh, that allows our ad partners to not only run their paid media spend through the DSP, they actually get robust reporting that provides granular insights tying sales results to creative, channel, and audience, and allows them essentially to continue to make optimizations uh, on an ongoing basis for campaigns that they're running through the Trade Desk itself. Um, what's great about that is once users land on Drizzly, we also do have additional on-site placements that I mentioned, things like sponsored product listings and banner ads. And all that is actually held and powered through our ad server, which is under the hood, uh, a company that powers that for us is Citrus Ads. And this allows us to provide SKU level attribution and it aids in the last step to conversion and helping our partners further measure performance on the platform. So we provide a true return on ad spend as well as sales volumes, which are updated daily. Uh, we're continuing to invest in improving our item level ad reporting as well. And we'll soon be able to show additional attribution models and levels of granularity to really help our partners view their performance from multiple angles. And then we also have uh, what I found unique in an investment we made as I went, you know, kind of commenting on our investment in talent and people. We actually now stood up an internal embedded insights team 
as well as made investments in data engineering and bringing on a data scientist. So we do a lot of ad hoc reports and analysis, whether that's brand lift studies for specific campaigns, as well as industry and brand level analysis to help inform our ad partners, specifically in BevAlk today, on general industry trends that might be influencing um, their performance and or their brand awareness on the marketplace. And so we're excited about continuing to grow and scale that part of the business as well. And I think the last piece is we do offer a fairly robust sales and insights performance dashboard. They're available in uh, four different tiers, which gives that triple click into um, anything from sales velocity on our platform to even out of stock uh, of products and availability within very specific retailer locations and DMAs. And so this helps inform uh, our supplier partners to figure out where they need to help focus on um, working with their distributors to replenish supply and inventory. So as a final question here for this episode, all the rage in the recent industry conferences that Peter and I have been to, Shop Talk, Ad Age, call it whatever you may, everything is about non-endemic advertising. Is uh, non-endemic advertising for brands not there via the marketplaces and offering through Drizzly ads? Yeah, non-endemic comes up a lot. I think that first-party data, uh, the metaverse, those are the three, I would say, are the biggest things that come up over and over again. I can't tell you how many panels I've sat in on now where you can't avoid those topics. Um, here's what I would say is for us at Drizzly, you know, I would say performance media is still very much in the nascent stages for BevAlk. Um, and we're starting to see that become a growing importance as part of their overall marketing media mix. And I think there's so much headroom here for that continued investment to continue to grow more and more. Uh, and that's in part through education and helping to work with our partners to continue to find new and creative ways to drive that performance through, I would say, off-premise uh, or e-premise channels. So there's a big opportunity there. Um, we want to continue to be thought leaders within Belvalk specifically, and we want to stay laser focused within this category for right now. Our, our current strategy is very much focused on wanting to bring more omni-channel holistic approach rather than piecemeal tactics together. So that's like the next big phase, right? We've, we've enabled advertising through different steps of the consumer journey. We want to help continue to partner with our ad partners to now figure out how do we create a full omni-channel approach that starts very, very high level funnel all the way down to purchase intent. And so that's taking a little bit of time. And I think that's going to be a big focus for us in 2022 and 2023. And that said, I also think a lot of our focus has been on tier one. They're the ones who've been able to move as, as much more quickly. And so we do think there's an opportunity for us to also help provide some of this knowledge share and opportunities to more emerging brands, as well as mid-tier brands and try to bring them up along the way. So that said, like very laser focused within the category itself. Um, as you can imagine, there are several adjacencies to Belvalk among non-endemic advertisers. It's something we talk about, uh, but it's a, a longer-term ambition, I would say. So nothing to share today, unfortunately, but it is in the back of our minds. To our audience, please visit cpgguys.com. You can find all of our content. Uh, there's a tremendous amount there beyond just our episodes. It's all free, except for the swag. If you want to get swag, you got to pay for it. But other than that, everything on our site is free. And if you think your company has some thought leadership to contribute to our community discussion, just drop us an email at contact at cpgguys.com. Maybe you can join us on a future episode of the podcast. And of course, while you're at cpgguys.com on the navigation bar at the top, click on ratings and review. Leave us a rating and a review. That way we know what you think about what we're producing. 
and you can help give us thoughts about what we should be focusing on for future episodes. And of course, we want to really thank the 18,000 plus followers of our community on LinkedIn. We couldn't do this without you. We're so grateful to have so many interested industry luminaries and professionals. Uh, Shri and I have conversations every single day, both scheduled and non-scheduled, running into people in airports in our day-to-day activities. And we're so grateful. And we love when you see us, come on over, say hi. We want to hear from you. So, hey, Ahmed, thanks for taking the time to uh, share with us everything that's going on at Drizzly from an advertising perspective. It was incredibly illuminating, and we hope that you will come back uh, in the future as you develop out your platform. But thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was great being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking both Peter with you and Shri. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity and would love to come back at some point in the future. Great. Well, we're going to hold you to that. So Shri, wow. Was this not just an episode full of information? We asked Amit to give us details. He gave us details. So I'd love for you to take a couple of minutes and cover off on some of the highlights from what he shared with us today to really emphasize what a powerful episode this was. All right, let's see what we have for our audience over here. So we started all the way up top with obviously a message everybody wants to hear, which is the delivery continues to be 60 minutes or less in terms of getting access to product. Once it's placed on the app, Amit, your 20 plus years in the industry obviously is a blessing for Drizzly overall, because you come from this space, which means you are able to right up top start with the focus is on earned media for Drizzly, but also there's partnerships with Xbox, Roku, Google, and of course, Meta, which you declared right up front, followed by, I would have asked you a question on consumer habits. You jumped there, kind of talked through how the pandemic has changed occasions, moving away a lot from on-premise, but also consumption behavior. The celebratory nature of actual occasions in a human life Uh, a lot more products are actually being consumed. Then we jumped into marketplace and the merchandising opportunities, which really helped drive discovery awareness awareness and consideration for consumers, which means obviously for brands, but following tight house laws on retail platforms that products are sold on. And um, you reflected on how brands over the course of the last couple of years have been rushing to stand up econ teams and you all have rolled out the new platform called Sip with Purpose, which is very important, as well as, you know, strikes the right chord with Peter and me, given our own focus on gender equality and diversity. So for underrepresented groups, $4 million, which is a media commitment, but not only that, but there's a brand accelerator program as well, which maybe Amit will ask you to come back six months from now, whenever it is, and we can get into what the brand accelerator program is and open some doors together for underrepresented groups in the country to work with you guys. And then magic words for me were, hey, this is not a self-service platform or work with an agency. It offers all the flexibility. You can choose to do it the way you want. All those capabilities exist. If you want to train your in-house teams and they want to jump on the platform, they can do that. You can work with your agency. You can work with Trisley's in-house agency as well. So I call that flexibility and that's been around, sounds like, for a year. The next step for you is obviously... um, Holistic omni-channel, so we discuss what that means and can you respect the tight house laws, which you made pretty clear. There's no debate. That's the way Drizzly is going to be. That's the way it is today. With And the key word that I heard there was compliance, which is necessary, but looks like the way things have worked out, 
is um, as long as the attribution or the, or the consumer is delivered to retail away from a brand's website, this is working fine. And Drizzly Ads focuses on item-led on offsite advertising it well to retail purchases via full funnel marketing. And uh, great to hear that there's a gifting platform in time for holiday season 2022 at the time of this recording. You guys will partner end-to-end paid media, work closely with Meta is a great example of the club ads platform you referred to. And I loved that you've integrated QR codes. One of Peter's favorite toys as well is QR codes because we refer to it a lot over here. And the fact that the pandemic has made a comeback, I think brands are significantly underutilizing the ability of a QR code now built into a phone. But that allows creative, which really goes back into full funnel marketing, which means all of a sudden via attribution, you got a very healthy reporting and tracking mechanism. And then you also talked about audience extensions for offsite marketing and uh, the ability that uh, you can also focus on new product innovation, which you can do via homepage takeovers and custom animated homepages if desired. And finally, it was good to hear that you have partnerships with the Trade Desk, Citrus Ads, both friends of the CPG guys, and wrapping it up with a magic word, you actually have hired data scientists for measuring and reporting. So we'd welcome a conversation with them as well sometime in the future as we um, go back into the SIP with Purpose platform in the future as well. So Peter, power-packed episode, lots of data, lots of facts, lots of insights, but sounds like Drizzly Ads is the whole enchilada. Would you agree? A whole 360 of advertising. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear there. And it's great to know we have another advertising platform in retail media that is really built out intentionally a powerful platform. So really great. And thank you, Shri, for that summary. To our audience, thanks for joining us. And we look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Goodbye. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.